Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific markets are losing ground this morning on the back of overnight losses on Wall Street. Tokyo is down more than 1.5%. Sydney and Seoul are trading lower as well. Tech shares are among the biggest losers in global trade and they're also making some of the biggest headlines. Joining me now as we break down all the market action. How you doing on hump day, Ryan Huang? Yeah, happy Wednesday, Michelle. It's another busy day. Um, lots of news this week. Yes, uh, news that makes me want to be a gamer. More about that in just a while. We're nearly three weeks into the new year and from the headlines that I'm seeing, it is clear that one major business trend from 2021 appears set to continue this year. And it's this one. Companies are on a buying binge. There were more than 5 trillion US dollars worth of mergers and acquisitions in 2021, an all-time record. And this morning, we have news of a huge takeover in the tech space. The biggest deal yet, as well as signs of another multi-billion dollar acquisition in the world of fast-moving consumer goods. Let's get to the details and start with the tech deal. Microsoft has announced plans to buy the video game maker Activism Blizzard for nearly 70 billion US dollars in cash. That is a lot of money. All these tech firms seem to be jostling for front row position in terms of shaping up the metaverse. Question is, is Activision worth it? Yeah, so you have to look at what the deal brings for Microsoft. So if you're in the gaming field, you know, if you're a gamer or if you follow what's going on here, Activision is a giant with many titles right at the top of the list. Uh, Candy Crush. Names like Candy Crush because <laughs> they own King. Uh, you also have Call of Duty and there was a big hit during the pandemic uh, and there's a huge franchise. You get titles every year, sequels. Uh, Warcraft, Tony Hawk, Diablo, Overwatch, Guitar Hero, pa- Crash Bandicoot, Starcraft, no, many titles that will soon go to the Xbox console possibly and maybe your PCs and your phones all in a Microsoft ecosystem if the deal gets approved. And to give you a bit more colour, what is in the stable for Microsoft, you already have a studio, Bethesda, in the um, Microsoft corner and they have titles like Doom and Fallout. And to give us a, a bit of a colour of um, what size this is in terms of M&A, this will be Microsoft's biggest deal ever. Not just the biggest tech deal, but also Microsoft's biggest deal. Um, so if you look at what we have, it's around $68 billion. Worth noting, it's all in cash. And this will now surpass the previous record, uh, which was between VMware and Dell. Uh, if you look at what it means in terms of market cap versus what they're paying, this would just be 3% of what Microsoft has in terms of market cap right now, $2.3 trillion. The previous biggest acquisition it had on record was when Microsoft bought LinkedIn. That was around 6.5% of its market cap back then for $400 billion. And it bought LinkedIn for $26 billion back in 2016. So it gives you a bit of a... Uh, a bit of colour around what tough size we're looking at when it comes to this deal. So it's very interesting as well when you look at the premium they are paying for, 45% premium for Activision's shares mm. above its last closing price. Mm-hmm. So that is now seeing Microsoft shares um, not really having any major negative reactions right now. It's down 2.4% in line with all the other tech names. And on the flip side, Activision stock jumped nearly 25%. 
Activision, as you say, makes some of the world's most popular titles. Candy Crush, Call of Duty, we all recognize those games. And while 70 billion U.S. dollars is a lot of money, Microsoft has added more than 1 trillion U.S. dollars in market cap over the past year. So the sum is still a relatively small piece of the tech giant's valuation. Ryan, tell us what do you think appears to be the main reasons why Microsoft wants to make this deal happen? Yeah, Michelle, right at the top of my list is the metaverse. So mm-hmm. everyone's trying to get you know, a piece of the pie or what might be the pie in future by putting together all the building blocks and gaming is right at the center of it. And this is because all these games are built around fans and communities. So once you have all these titles and game studios in place, now all these fans and followers will be you know, coming along for the ride in your corner of the metaverse. And they'll be building their own things in what they pretty much are already doing. You know, when you're playing games like Warcraft, Starcraft, League of Legends, you know, all these communities are already talking to one another and they're building their own virtual worlds. So it's a natural extension. And if you have all these technologies in place as well, it is going to be synergies for building the metaverse. And another factor that could be in play is how size matters for many things in tech right now. I mean, look at how gaming is playing out. It is going to benefit for um, Activision with Microsoft's muscle in marketing as well as its reach to consumers. So it's going to be a bit of a win-win situation for both companies. And also worth noting the cloud play here for Microsoft. Um, By having all these game titles, it will be able to sell more of its cloud stuff. And also its Xbox Game Pass, which is the subscription service for playing online with other gamers and just all the other services that come along with um, cloud computing from um, Xbox and Microsoft, it will be able to just beef up its recurring revenue stream around cloud gaming. So something to look out for. So cloud content and creators, in a way, the three C's Microsoft going after. In a way, the purchase takes direct aim at two other tech giants as well, Apple and Facebook. The deal could allow Microsoft to bypass Apple's App Store, save a fortune on fees by doing so. And yes, it is a play for the metaverse, which Facebook, now Meta, is focusing on. Now, the acquisition, not a sure thing, though. It still does need to pass regulatory hurdles. Plus, Microsoft is taking on a company that's been embroiled recently by accusations of sexual harassment, discrimination. Its CEO, you know, asked to step down or pressured to step down rather. Tell us more. Yeah, so this is all around what's in the bag right now for this potential deal. And it does come with quite a bit of baggage. Mm. Um, So on the, let's start with size first, right? Um, When you look at how all these deals are being combined to make giants in the industry, it really makes people sit up and take notice, especially regulators. So first, it has to take or win approval from Activision shareholders and then from regulators. And if you look at some of the mega deals in recent months, um, especially in the semiconductor industry, they are still being held up for review. For example, NVIDIA's efforts to buy ARM and AMD's um, agreement right now to buy Xilinx are both being held up for review. So very close scrutiny expected around what will be 
the third biggest gaming company in the world after Tencent and Sony. So expect you know, this potentially to drag out for quite some time. And also, looking at Activision's own bag of problems, they have been under the spotlight for negative news and you've got a whole host of legal and potential regulatory problems um, all centering around HR where you've got accusations of harassment, sexual misconduct, how management has been uh, addressing all these problems. So that could also just become another um, issue that Microsoft will be um, having to grapple with and pot- potentially distract it from just going about doing their business. And if you look at how tech is playing out in many places, there has been a huge clampdown when it comes to how platform companies are being run, where they have such a huge reach and influence. You've seen that happening in China, where they are clamping down on the likes of Tencent even. Um, and all these big tech platform companies are now just being studied very closely. And any big merger these days is just going you know, to see more friction and resistance. So it is going to be, in a way, an uphill battle. But worth noting, mm-hmm. already Sony stock prices um, expected to come under pressure. Overnight, their US ADRs are down 7%. So they are, in a way, pricing in what will be a big competitor. And reigniting the debate on how big should tech companies grow too? Now, Microsoft knows that the acquisition may take time to clear regulatory hurdles. And it says it doesn't expect to close the deal for at least 12 to 18 months. Investors, meanwhile, applauded the acquisition, at least from Activision's standpoint. Activism shares surging more than 25% overnight. Microsoft closed down about 2%. Next up, at the top of the segment, I promised you another major deal in the making. And this one in the fast-moving consumer goods space. Unilever trying to take a unit, take over a unit of GlaxoSmithKline and Pfizer called GSK Consumer Health. Now, this makes popular over-the-counter products like ChapStick, Tums and Advil, basically ibuprofen. This acquisition is far from a sure thing, though. GSK and Pfizer are fighting it, but Unilever is not throwing in the towel. So, Ryan, this is shaping up to be the first big takeover battle of the year. What is the latest here? Yeah, so you've got, in effect, um, a deal that is struggling to be done because one side, GSK, is trying to fight off all these um, pursuits from Unilever because they feel the price isn't right. And we've seen three previous bids from Unilever uh, just failing, the most recent of which was $68 billion. Um, They feel it's undervaluing the business. So maybe they are holding out for a better offer. So this is one to watch because it will create a giant in the industry. Um, It is going to be also facing a lot of regulatory scrutiny. Unilever investors so far appear unenthusiastic. Its shares dropped 6% on news that it is going to continue the fight. So why do you think Unilever is so set on making the purchase? From mergers, acquisitions and intrigue, uh, Ryan, let's move on to corporate earnings where Goldman Sachs is really making headlines. The investment bank had a real banner year, didn't they, in 2021, making more than 21 billion US dollars in profits. But it experienced a significant slowdown in the fourth quarter with its profits dropping 13%. So what's going on? What's the culprit? Why is Goldman Sachs, uh, what exactly is Goldman Sachs blaming for the shutdown? Yeah, you've got a couple of things happening here. So fourth quarter profit down nearly Mm. 
13%. So that misses market expectations. And you also have weak trading activity just dampening what was a bumper deal or bumper year for deals. So as markets stabilized, there was more or less volatility. So less action, so to speak, in markets. So trading volumes and profits were down. So that was one of the, one of the big drags on Goldman's um, business. And also, it had to pay more for talent. So pretty much reflective of how there's a talent crunch going on in many industries and it faced higher expenses to the tune of an increase of 23%. So mm. all that weighed on its stock price down nearly 7% and it is... Um, pretty much uh, makes back for the bank earnings season so far in the US. All right, time for one of our favourite segments, Up or Down. Let's open our books, Ryan. Are you ready? Let's go. Uh, Oral prices, up or down in your book? Okay, I would go with up. In fact, it's so up. It is a seven-year high right now. So they jumped over 2% overnight around jitters for geopolitical reasons where we could be facing a tight supply outlook um, around what's happening in the UAE. Uh, definitely up. Yeah, Brent crude trading above 87 US dollars a barrel. West Texas crude at 86 overall. Yeah, oil prices that seven year high has been hit. Let's look at Shopify up or down. Now, Shopify is up and this is interesting because they are partnering with Chinese e-commerce giant JD.com to help US merchants sell their stuff in China and vice versa. Uh, they'll be helping Chinese merchants um, bridge towards Western markets. And what's worth noting is um, things like how JD will open a channel to speed things up for these US merchants who come on board. Typically, it takes 12 months. Um, Now, it could take as short as three to four weeks. So this could just open up the uh, gates of what could be a flood of US companies expanding to China online. Wow, what a tie-up. Up for me for Shopify. Let's look at Gunting though. Gunting Hong Kong. Okay, Gunting Hong Kong is down for me because they are in the news for potentially filing for liquidation. And this because funding has dried up for it. It's been struggling to fight this off for quite some time. Finally, uh, there seems to be uh, a bit of a more clearer picture that it it can't just it can't fight on anymore uh, because it has run out of money and this is around how it has been not able to secure funds to help it stay afloat following an insolvency at its German shipbuilding subsidiary. So for those who might not be familiar with Gunting Hong Kong, they run the cruise line, um, Star Cruise and Dream Cruises uh, around the Asian region. Um, so this includes what's happening in Hong Kong as well as Singapore and some Malaysian ports. So something that we watch very closely in terms of what might happen to that side of business. But bear in mind, um, it is a separate entity from Gunting Singapore, which owns RWS. So, according to them, um, they are not expected to have any cross-default issues if Gunning Gunning Hong Kong runs into trouble. So, that is one to watch out for, for the cruise side of business at least. Yep, down for me, the cruise line operator may be facing bankruptcy. Let's look at SIA Engineering, Ryan. Okay, that is going to be an up for me. And this is with news that they have signed a 10-year deal with Rolls-Royce around maintenance. So something that will go a long way to shoring up that business. 
Yeah, ten-year well, deal. Uh, SI Engineering has inked with Rolls-Royce, so up in my books as well. And finally, let's look at SGX. Okay, let's take a quick look at where we are for SGX. Of course, it's going to be a milestone week for SGX with the specs um, listing tomorrow and then on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at what we have, um, there is a bit of a negative outlook from UOBK Hen. And this is with their expectations that SGX in their upcoming earnings are likely to post moderate first half FY2022 earnings dragged by cash equity. So pretty much a similar tune to what happened with Goldman Sachs where things are stabilizing and trading might be moderating and people going back to work. So all that, nope, just putting a bit of a dampener when it comes to trading activity. So that is the down part for SGX. Yeah, I'm going with down as well. Yobi Kehian thinks the Singapore exchange's earnings are going to be dragged down by cash equities and it's issued a hold on the stock. Let's turn to Singapore now. 21 minutes into the local trading day. It's 9.21. Good morning. The Straits Times Index snapped an eight-day winning streak yesterday, falling 0.2% to 32.80. Yang Zichang Shipbuilding and Singtel let the market lower. How's the STI trading this morning, Ryan? Is it bouncing back from yesterday's fall or retreating further? Yeah, it's quite interesting look on an STI where you've got the rest of the region in the red quite deeply, uh, but it's bucking a trend right now. It is in the green by 0.4%, 3,294 and helping to uh, lift the STI, you've got the likes of Sankrop Industries right at the top, 1.9% in the green, 217 is the latest trade. Uh, Johnny Matheson Holdings, um, second place, up 1.4%, followed by Wilma, Capital Land Integrated Commercial Trust, Capital Land Invest, and yesterday's biggest loser, Yang Zhijiang, coming back as well, uh, is now up 0.7%. And right at the bottom, we've got four counters in the red so far this morning. At the bottom, Thai Beverage down 0.8%, followed by Dairy Farm, Sats, Hong Kong Land. So those are the names um, that are in action so far. Thanks very much. She's Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.